Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What an unbelievable basketball game. Jalen Suggs, you are welcome in Chicago. We would like to have you run the point for the Chicago Bulls and hit clutch shots. Wow, that was impressive. And really, if you watched UCLA-Gonzaga last night, that was just an absolutely phenomenal basketball game. Back and forth, huge shots being hit on both sides and, of course, Gonzaga moving on to play Baylor on Monday night. It's perfect time to bring in an interview I did with Adam Morrison, who, of course, became a star at Gonzaga when Gonzaga was not quite the Gonzaga they are now. And Adam was widely considered at the time the quote-unquote next Larry Bird. He was drafted number three overall by the Charlotte Bobcats and Michael Jordan at the time coming out and... It did not work out in the NBA, although he was a second-team all-rookie. So it actually started out okay, and then he got hurt, and then it really went awry, and people think that Morrison is just uh, this enormous bust, whereas eh, he's the color commentator for Gonzaga. He made a bunch of money in the league. He was a star in college. I'd sign up for that life 10,000 times over. So uh, I don't think that uh, Adam Morrison should be looked upon as this guy who quote-unquote, didn't make it. He made it farther than 99.9% of us. So, uh, And, uh, yeah, there maybe could have been more in the league for him, but that's the way it went. So let's get to him. Our guy here, Adam Morrison, really interesting stuff. He tells he played with the Lakers, so he's got stories on Kobe. He got drafted by Jordan. He's got stories on Mike. He's got thoughts on Gonzaga. He's got thoughts on his journey. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Adam Morrison, right now, ahead of the national championship game on the Windy City Podcast. Showtime. Adam, floater in the lane. Game, but he's had a couple of impressive buckets. Morrison, high into the air for three. How about that? So can they run the table? I really think they can, honestly, without trying to be a homer. Um, we're fantastic. Scoring the basketball number one in the nation, 92 points a game, uh, 18 assists a game, which is third in the country. We shoot 55% from the field. Um, I think we have a legitimate chance. The only thing that I, I get worried about is front court depth. Uh, Drew Timmy's the you know the main scorer inside um, All American this year, but other than that, we're kind of only seven man deep. Um, but it's, they are playing a really good brand of basketball this year, so hopefully uh, they can run the table. 
Can you explain to me what Mark Few does so well that Gonzaga, this tiny school, has become a national power? And it's not, It's. I mean, mm-hmm. it dates back to, I guess you took the program to a whole nother level, but it, it's it's been consistent. And you would think yeah. that uh, it, it wouldn't be that way, but it has been. I think um, probably about 10 years ago. So I was 06. So probably, you know, uh, 2010 is kind of when they turned the corner as far as making deeper NCAA runs, being more consistent. Uh, Coach Few, I think, started doing the USA basketball stuff then. And I think being around uh, Greg Popovich, uh, Krzyzewski, um, you know, guys of that nature who've been around more pros and have uh, been around more one and done type of kids. I think uh, Few finally learned how to talk to those kids. You know what I'm saying? And recruit those type of kids. So he uh, really uh, evolved himself as a coach. And then their style of play is different. I mean, all the basketball heads, when I was playing, we ran flex. Okay. That's how dated we used to be. Now they're four out, five out, um, you know, uh, late ball screen with the read and all that stuff, all the pro stuff that people do that space the floor. That's what they run now. That's why they're so successful. Um, and I think when he finally opened the door uh, in his own mind, coaching wise, that's helped the program elevate and it helped them get better players. And now we're a consistent national power for sure. I think what you're teeing up here, Adam, is that college coaches would benefit from evolving with the times like the way you did it yes. back in the day ain't the way you should be doing it today. Most of the time, I guess. Yeah, I think. You know, I watch a lot of games. Obviously, I call them for Gonzaga. So, I, you know, I'm at 35 games a year. Obviously, not this year with COVID. But um, I see a lot of bad basketball, to be honest. You know, and that's not a knock. Not saying I could do it better. And I, I understand personnel has a lot to do with what you run. But if you watch Gonzaga now, like I said, it's space the floor. It's whoever gets the rebound can bring the ball up. It's positionless just like the NBA, right. just like Europe has done. And now it's morphed to the NBA. Now it's trickling down to college and I eventually it'll trickle down to the high school ranks, I think. Um, but I think Fuey um, did a fantastic job of allowing himself to change and listening to his assistants, Tommy Lloyd, and bringing in a new style, which would bring in better players, which means more success. So, um, you know, I wish we ran the system that we run now when I was playing it'd be a lot easier. I was coming off six down screens and running all over the place. Now they just space the floor and let guys make reads. And uh, that's a pro style. That's why you see a Jalen Suggs come. Um, you know, we've had pros in the past, Rui Hachimura, Brandon Clark, uh, Zach Collins. I mean, these guys would have never come to Gonzaga 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you know? So a lot of it has to do with the style that we play. You can't redo it obviously, but, if you played, if you were coming into the NBA today, do you think you'd be more successful the way the game's being played now? Uh, I'd like to think so, yeah. I mean, just with the space, the floor, and the ability to kind of shoot with an ultimate green light. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it should have, could have, would have. always I, I get a little nervous saying that, too, because, um, you know, I don't want to take away from what guys have done or what I didn't do or did do and, and things of that nature. But yeah, I think the style would be much better. I mean, when I played, if you weren't 
like Michael Cooper defensively, they threw, you know, they weren't uh, too, too happy with you. So I think now is a better style. It's going to be fantastic for guys like Corey Kispert on our team. You know, you see uh, Joe Harris, who's fantastic. You see Tyler Hero, uh, the other kid, Duncan, the Duncan kid from uh, Miami. As well. yeah. Those guys probably didn't survive, right, that much. Um, now, now they're more prevalent. So I think uh, today's game benefits guys who can knock down shots, obviously, and then with the floor space um, where you make teams make decisions on rotations and things of that nature. Do you watch the league? Do you enjoy the style that's being played right now? I think it's great. I mean, um, you know, my dad's an ex-college basketball coach. He can't stand it, um, you know, because there's no defense and stuff. I think it's great. It's more skilled. Guys are in such better shape, too, to be able to run around like they do and, and uh, knock down shots. What's wild to me is the the length that guys can shoot consistently from now. You know, you see the Steph Curry's and Damian Lillard and that's going to be a decent, that's going to be a 40% shot here in the next five years for a lot of players, especially younger kids who are going to teach themselves how to make those type of shots um, on the basketball floor consistently. It's kind of like, uh, and I hate to use the other, uh, the other sport, but like you see quarterbacks are much better now uh, in the NFL because they go to call, they go to camps now at 14. It's the same thing with basketball. These kids are seeing, Oh, Steph Curry's six, three or whatever. And he just worked his tail off and shot consistently nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. Now everybody's going to uh, do that. It's going to change the game and it already started. And so it, uh, I think the style of play now is, is it, I think it's fun to watch high scoring. I'm guessing you were a gym rat growing up, but did you play other things too? No, my only experience playing another sport was football and I was the backup quarterback in eighth grade, and I, this is honest to God truth. I've told this story before. I In the last game of the season, I turned the wrong way on a handoff and threw an interception for a touchdown, my only throw of my career. Ouch. Yeah. So but, um, I didn't, didn't play any other sports. It wasn't very good. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I like I – I love hoop. Let me just underline that. And I appreciate the skill that the, I mean, the step back ability, these guys would shoot up, shoot a three with a hand in your face, going the opposite way on the wing. I mean, it's, these are preposterous shots, but I also think it's just what you just said. The, the 40 foot three is going to be something that a lot of guys are going to be able to do. So yes. in my mind, you move the three point arc back, like you get rid of the corner three and you move it back about five feet and you have an arc coming from sideline to sideline. Does that make sense to you? Because it would open up some of the mid-range game, and it and the elite shooters would be the elite shooters, but uh, it would perhaps hurt, you know, bigs who, you know, aren't stepping out that far. Yeah, well, you could argue the big is kind of gone now, right? right. I mean, what bas- back-to-the-basket guys are in the league besides Embiid, well, that's about it, right? And unless they win, there will be no copycats as well, you know, like win a championship. So – you know, that's an interesting uh, take on a, a rule change because now it's gotten to the point where, you know, if you can't face up, you might as well not even show up. You, know, you, you have no chance to play. And that's not a bad thing, but also you're, you're eliminating in a position from the sport, essentially. Um, but the European game was doing this 10, 15 years ago, and they were telling us this is a better style to play. 
and I think we've kind of caught up. But the sideline to sideline three really is interesting um, defensively because then you really, you know, there's no help from the corner and stuff like that. Obviously, you really pack the paint. So I don't know how that would uh, how would that would work, but uh, it's, it's interesting. Maybe they try it out in the G League. I don't know. It, it, yeah. It'd be it'd be interesting to see it look what it looks like. Um, Adam, I'm a Chicago guy, so I got a, I got a. Did you have any Jordan experiences in Charlotte? You were his first draft pick. Yes, I, I I've had a few. Um, some I can't say on air. I guess. Come on. Uh, time is time is a lot. <laughs> that's way back in the day. Now. Yeah, he. Uh, his aura obviously is ridiculous. I mean, seeing the last dance was awesome just because I have personal experience with him. Um, he gave one of the greatest chew out sessions I've ever been a part of after a game where we lost. So I tore my ACL my second year. So I'm out and we were like three games back in the East with probably like 12 to go. And we were playing the Nets team with kid Vince Carter and uh, Richard Jefferson, but it was at the end. So they were like sleepwalking and they were the eighth seed and they were like, everybody's trying to get out of there. You know, it's at the end of their run. And we gave up a backdoor layup or dunk at the buzzer. That was an easy switch to lose. So if we would have won, we'd have been two games or one game. So I'm in the bathroom and, you know, using the facilities and our trainer comes and he's like, everybody wants everybody in the thing, Mike wants to talk to everybody. So we go in and Mike uh, went down the line and chewed everybody out and gave us the, I used to party all the time and still played hard. I played 82 games. It was like, a, it's the situation, like you've seen Full Metal Jacket the first 10 minutes where he's chewing everybody out and you're laughing, but also you feel bad for the guy, but it, the, the chew out is such a good in sync and it, it just rolls off the tongue that you're trying not to laugh, but then you're waiting for your turn. That was kind of what it was like. But it was also like, hey, I just got chewed out by Michael Jordan, so um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was interesting, the things he said. I can't say it on air. I don't want to embarrass anybody. <laughs> right, right. And and you were hurt, so you didn't really get the the sharp tongue? Yeah, he was just like, do you rehab hard enough? Do you, you know, I'm just, yeah. we're going to say no because it's it's Mike. Um, but right. uh yeah, no, I mean, just him being around. I mean, have you ever been around him in person? I, I have, and it was – I mean, It's was wild, my, right? Just the aura, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, you know, 24-year-old kid first starting out in the business, you know, hero growing up, and then I'm, I'm in the locker room. I'm going to ask this guy a question. Heart's beating, you know, going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and then he – everything you asked him, he would try to shoot it down. Hey, you guys had a blowout tonight. Was it uh, good to get some rest? Nope, don't need it. I'm like okay okay <laughs> you yeah. know like you know everything he didn't want to give up anything let me let me wrap i know you're, you're you got to get on out of here but i got i can't leave without uh, a kobe question uh mm-hmm. you know we all miss him and i know you guys were were good friends and um he took a special liking to you i know he respected the way you came to work every single day any kobe story that you could share that uh, you would that people would love to hear um no i mean there's there's a few that are you know, near and dear, just, you know, I've told, I've told this one before. It's pretty, it's pretty good. So we, we used to kind of jab at him a little bit on the, on the bus, just to, he's a secondary motivation guy. I guess that makes sense. Like if you were like, Hey man, you suck. He would just kind of like laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? So you had to be like, 
what we would do is we'd get the stat book. You know, they give them out of every game at the uh, at the end of every game of every game of the league, right? So you'd go through and be like, oh, man, do you see LeBron? He had like 30 and he had like 12 assists. You know he could hear you because I used to sit at a couple seats in front of him. And that was kind of our way to like, you know, jab at him or get him motivated. And we had a debate one time where we were talking about who had the best left hand in the league. And he kept saying it's mine. And we we're like, dude, you can dribble left hand, but like you never shoot left hand. So like, what do you, so we're talking about power. We're like power has the best left hand in the league. So um, you remember that year, the last year he broke his, the top of his pinky or his, his index finger, the top yeah. knuckle. Yeah. He had to shoot. He had to learn to shoot a different way. Right. He shoot it with, you know, his middle finger. So during that game, he broke his finger, but he stayed in and he played the rest of the game left-handed. And so as he checks out, this is the fourth quarter. We had this argument like a month earlier. He sits down right next to me. He looks at me and he goes, you still think Powell has the best bleeping left hand in the league? Takes a drink of water <laughs> and then just looks at me. And I'm like, this guy's nuts, man. Like he remembered that argument. But that's how he, he got motivated by stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, it was pretty funny. But that, that was a testament to how tough he was. Like he didn't. He didn't have to stay in that game. It was a meaningless regular season game. He stayed in it just to play left-handed and just to be like, hey, you guys were wrong. And, uh, yeah, so we all miss him, man. He was such a a cool dude to be around, such a competitor. Um, you know, the game missed him. And the things he did for girls basketball, um, you know, I coach my daughter's team. It's just, it makes me sad every time talking about it. Being honest. So yeah, we all miss him. Yeah, and people just like to say, like, oh, you know, Adam should have had a better NBA career. I'm like, or whatever, like, does he regret? I'm like, dude, this guy had one of the greatest college careers of all time, like, took over the country. He played in the league. He won a couple of chips. He hung with Kobe. I don't feel sorry for you, Adam. I don't think, I don't think anyone. Yeah, no, I don't feel sorry for myself either. But yeah, no, uh, you know, things could have been different in the league. It just didn't work out. I tore my ACL my second year didn't help. And then I get traded to the best team in the world. It was hard to get on the floor. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I put that stuff to rest probably about a decade ago, um, but I appreciate the sentiment and, uh, now I get to watch games for a living and call them and, uh, do funny interviews like this. It's good, good stuff. Let's see if the Zags can do it. Hopefully. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.